Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Like you ever be around motherfuckers like this again Bougie girl, grab her hand Fuck that bitch, she don't wanna dance She's my friends, but I'm in France <laughs> I'm just saying Prince Williams ain't do it right If you ask me Cause I was him, I would've Mary Kay and Ashley What's Gucci, my nigga? What's Louie, my killer? What's drugs, my dealer? What's that jacket, Margiela? Doctors say I'm the illest Cause I'm suffering from realness Got my niggas in Paris And they going gorillas Trump ball so hard, motherfuckers wanna find me The first niggas gotta find me What's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Ball so hard, this shit crazy Y'all don't know this, don't shit phase The next could go over 82 When I look at you like this shit crazy Ball so hard, this shit weird We ain't even pope be here Ball so hard since we here It's only right that we be fair Psycho, I'm Lipo, the go Michael Take your pick, Jackson, Tyson, Jordan Game 6, ball so hard Got a broke clock, roll leaves that don't tick tock 
All the Mars that's losing time, pinning behind all these big rocks. What falls so hard? I'm shocked too. I'm supposed to be locked up too. You escape, but I escape. You be in past getting fucked up too. Niggas is lying, acting like the summer ain't mine. I got that hot bitch in my home. You know how many hot bitches I own. Don't let me get in my zone. 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 The stars is in the building. They hands to the ceiling. I know I'm about to kill it. How you know I got that feeling? You are now watching the throne. Don't let me into my zone. Don't let me into my zone. I'm definitely in my zone. Folks, that's how you—that's how you start a show. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite bands, Phoenix, mixed up with, mashed up with Jay Z and and uh, Kanye. Uh, I love that band, Phoenix. If you don't know Phoenix, man, I'm talking about like power pop, just so ugh, just sweet. I, it's it's hard to just. I love power pop, and they are such a power pop, great rock French band oh can't can't say enough good things uh welcome this is your thursday episode i am uh you're you're guessing i'm beat yeah man last night took it out of me if you didn't go listen to that met gala jersey reunion and then a full summer house recap man i woke up my throat was on fire and um and then I've been talking all day. I did uh, an hour and a half Patreon episode over there. Hi, baddies. We did a Q&A, which was a lot of fun. I really, I, I really got loose over there. Uh, and then I, what did I do? I was like, oh, I, I talked to our guest today, Jared Lipscomb. You might know him as Jared Lips. He's a makeup artist. He's a podcaster. He was one of the people that freed Britney Spears. I mean, he was one of the people that was actively involved in getting the message out. He's been on the show before, but I, he's one of those guys. And I say this in the beginning. It's just, he's just great. You could have him. He's just an amazing guest. I can't wait for his podcast to come back because he's just great to talk to. He is just great to talk to. So we have him and we talk a lot about where we're at in the Britney case. We talk about selling sunset. We talk about inside dish with Vanderpump rules. We kind of run the whole pop culture gamut in this one. And the other thing was it just made me laugh and it made me smile talking to him today. And I was like, 
I have a bunch of episodes. Like I have a two hour one that I can't wait for you to listen to with Becca Rose, who hosts a podcast um, called It's Become a Whole Thing. She's a uh, person that got big on TikTok and now has a podcast and she's just brilliant. And we had a two hour conversation last week, but it revolved around like Kardashians and I mean, not just, but just so much pop culture. But it was like, I talked about this, I think in yesterday's show, or maybe it was the Patreon. I was just saying, it was really just one of those conversations that I loved. I just truly loved having, but it was like two hours. I want to get in and out on this one today. Uh, so Jared is like an hour and 10. We're going to start here in a second and then we're going to be, and then we're just going to go on our way and have a great Thursday. And then we'll be back on Friday. I will give you that interview plus a Kardashian recap, uh, on Friday. And then we'll, we'll just call it a week. Then we'll go, uh, we'll go live our lives or something. Um, but yeah, this one made me laugh and I, and I, I told, I, I just, I've been feeling so down lately and I think a lot of people maybe have, who knows, but I know I have. And, Um, and he just made me laugh. So I was like, well, this made me laugh. So hopefully you'll get a few chuckles out of it and you might get something out of it. He's just so dang entertaining. And I think we have a good rapport and I really just, I I like him. I believe in him. Um, and it's another reminder. Like we talked to so, I talked to so many people here and it's just, you forget how blessed you are to be able to talk to this many people. Um, you know, uh, I mean, some of the reason I do so many shows is because I want to talk to so many people, you know, it's, it's, it can, it can come off as selfish sometimes, I'm sure. But anyways, that's what we have today. I'll do a couple quick things that I want to mention. We had the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 trailer, which I'll talk a bit about more, bit, uh, I'll talk about it a bit more on Monday. I, uh, I, you know what? I just, I don't think I felt good today. So I saw it and I was like, eh, ho-hum. I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling, I don't know. It's hard to say I wasn't feeling it, you know? Um, it, it looked like, you know, it's in the Berserkshires. Dorinda, we have a Dorinda, I made it nice moment. It looks like Dorinda and Vicky don't get along. We see Tamara screaming. We have Brandy involved, Eva Marcel. I mean, the cast is there. It's going to be great. I know it's going to be great. I just was like, I think we've anticipated it so much that the trailer came and I was like, eh, okay, cool. Well, it's here. Um, but I think I'm also just in a grumpy mood, so I could be wrong and this trailer could be amazing, but see for yourself. Let me know what you guys think. And I hope you dig it. Uh, I also watched the new Kardashians on Hulu tonight. Oh, you guys, we'll talk about all that on Friday. And I'll, I want to bring up the, the Ray J quote in regards to the sex tape, because it's one of those things that's like, yeah, it should be surprising, but it's not, you know, but I, I, I was Kardashian out today, so I want to do no Kardashians. Um, and, uh, what else? Oh yeah. Dave Chappelle, you guys, Dave Chappelle got attacked at the Hollywood bowl. Um, he's been doing four nights of stand up, actually. And I know my roommate went to one of them a couple nights ago and you have to lock your phone away in these pouches, I guess. So you don't have your phone. But I guess a couple of people got their phone in still because we have footage of that, of this gentleman uh, rushing Chris towards the end of the stage and like kind of tackles him. But Chris remains uh, – sorry, Dave, Dave. But Dave remi- remains on his feet and then the guy is being chased 
on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. And all of Dave's, for the, you know, Dave's like, get that N-word. And like, you know, and then all of his friends, there's video of all of his friends just stomping this dude. Like even Dave Chappelle goes, I want to kill that N-word on stage. And everybody laughed. But then everybody like, there's video of them just all stomping this dude. And the dude, um, I guess, had a fake gun with a bayonet on it. Like a, a real bayonet, but a fake gun, I think. Um which means nothing here nor there, but I saw the footage of him, the guy that attacked Dave, being loaded into an ambulance, and his arm was completely mangled. It was broken in the way you don't want any arm. It was, like, completely opposite of how an arm should be, and he just, I mean, this guy got stomped by, like, 20 dudes, and even Dave jumped in there. He said, and then, you know, Jamie Foxx was there, so he comes out, He's like, we got to protect Dave at all costs. And then guess who jumped on stage? Chris Rock. Chris Rock was there. He jumped on stage. I'm not joking. And he goes, was that Will Smith? And got a big laugh. And I swear to God that happened. That sounds like it's it sounds like one of my lame jokes, but that actually happened. <clears throat> and I cannot. Uh, I we, we live. We live. I You guys know what I'm going to say. We live in a simulation. This cannot be real. Of course. So I was finishing the pot at like 2 a.m. last night. And I was really tired and I saw this and I decided to make a TikTok, a little ticky talk. Uh, I'm trying to do TikTok, so bad it's good with Ryan B. Um, and I'm trying to do these TikToks. By the way, I made one about Paige laying down all the time because Paige is a sorbo. All she does is lay down. And I talked about it in the Summer House recap. And I was like, well, why don't we do some visual aids? And I said, <laughs> you know, I made a little funny ticky tack. And it's so funny. Then. Some lady was like, we're about to come bully you for this. And then a couple of people tried to tag Paige in that. And I just automatically blocked that. Like, if anybody's going to snitch tag, what do you I don't, What do you think you're doing? I'm a grown man. This is already sad enough. You're not You're not going to make this worse for me. I have no, uh, I'm, I'm all good with blocking you. Let me have my fun. But, okay, so then, but at two in the morning, I was like, why don't I just make a quick ticky tack? That's, I'm going to knock, I refuse to call it TikTok. I'm going to call it ticky tack. Ticky tack. And I made it about the Dave Chappelle thing. And I was like, here's news. Here's breaking news. And I put the video of him getting tackled. I put the video of the guy being loaded into the ambulance. And I wake up. I have been banned from TikTok. <laughs> it's, I guess, I guess you cannot, I guess you can't, I guess the thing, the footage of him with his broken arm violated some community guideline. Who knows? Or maybe it's Paige Sorbo. So I am not allowed to post on TikTok until tonight, <laughs> which is fine. I had just, there was nothing I would have done that would have been good to post today anyways. But, um, so if we're keeping score at home. I'm shadow banned on Instagram until July 18th, unless somebody from Instagram is listening and can help me out. I'm willing to take this case to the Supreme Court, even though we know they're not the best court in the land anymore. But I'm willing to take this as far as I need to go. I I do I cannot be shadow banned until July 18th. I'm getting messages of like, where did you go? And then you're like, oh, there you are. Why don't I just why don't I see you anymore? I'm like, because of technology. They're horrible people. Basically, I think I'm just, I truly am turning into the bad boy of podcasting. That's right. I can't post on TikTok right now like a bad boy. I can't, uh, I can't monetize my Instagram account like a bad boy. I'm the guy your mom warned you about 
the guy that posts potentially nude photos on Instagram that turns out to be just a lady holding a sign that says I sell feet pics. Whatever. Who knows? Just the whole point is I'm a rebel. The whole point is you guys know I'm dangerous. Instagram knows I'm dangerous. Ticky Tack knows I'm dangerous. Everybody is coming out against me because I'm getting too close to the truth. Don't you guys see it? I'm getting too close to the truth and they need to stop me. They can't take it. They're pro Rena over there at Instagram and they know that this Wednesday Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is premiering and they're trying to silence me. But I will not be silenced. I mean, I genuinely I will be silenced, actually, but I'm just I'm not going to like it like a bad boy. and I will complain about it like a very bad boy. I am not the strong, silent type. I'm not either of those things. I'm just a type. Um, how are you guys? Are you guys good? This is Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. So as we always usually do with the basic math, if you break the Monday through Friday week, 20% is each day, leads to 100%. You are, if Monday's one, Tuesday's two, Wednesday's three, Thursday's four, you are 80% done with the week after today. And what do we always say on Thursdays? We always say, you can check out on Thursdays. Your bosses don't expect you to work. You can totally act like you're working that. And and if you get any kind of guff, you say the bad boy of podcasting, Ryan Bailey said, I, they'll be like, is that the guy shadow banned from Instagram? And you're like, don't worry about it. You know, just be tough. Just stand strong. But don't work. That's it. Don't work. You can show up to the office. Sure. But, but, but be one of those people that like makes fun of the other people. And they're like, hey, what's up, Sally? <laughs> You call that a haircut? <laughs> and then go, boo. Just heckle people. It'll pass. It'll make the time go faster. <laughs> um, okay. We had Dave Chappelle. I thought that was a wild story. I'm still, we did that whole Met Gala thing, which I got a lot of nice comments of like, it's always fun to hear a guy describe fashion. I literally couldn't describe the word skirt last night. I was like, you know, the thing, the fucking thing, you guys, it like sticks out, which is, I was like, we need that on, don't we need that as like on the red carpet? Wouldn't it be great to have somebody like me at the Met Gala where I'm trying to describe what the outfit is? And they're like, I can just tell you. I'm like, no, 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 let me describe it to you. This is like a silver thing. You got some buttons, like a, a button up top. And then there's this thing that fans out. You mean a skirt? I'm working here, please. Yeah, a skirt. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that's, I'm trying to think. Uh, Jill Zarin, by the way, who's in Real Housewives on Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, she still supposedly has not heard back from the producers about the throwback show about New York Legacy. But she says, don't count me out yet. I... I get nervous that they said this idea about New York being split into two and then they didn't do anything about it. Uh, that bums me out. Um, Black China is going to appeal her $300 million lawsuit against the Kardashians. Feels like a nice way to spend money that you don't have. But sure, yeah, whatever makes you feel good. Um, Amber Heard testified today in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. The, mo the more this keeps going on, I just keep thinking to myself, like, what do, do we win a do, do they win a part at the end? Are they auditioning against each other? Like, what happens? Like, if Johnny wins, like he sued her for like a hundred million dollars, like or fifth no, he sued her for fifty million dollars. I think she sued him back then, countersued for a hundred million. If he wins, like she doesn't have fifty million dollars. How does this even work? Like, this is why the court system is completely ridiculous. Like, all it is like we we get to hear all of their dirty laundry and there's a lot of it. 
Uh, both sides seem really at times to have been really horrible to each other. Uh, by the way, Kiki Monique Talk of Shame will be on next week to to talk about the, the Depp trial because they're off next week, she says. So we will be having a conversation next week about this, which I am very excited about because I cannot. And Emily D. Baker is another great one that she's doing a whole stream on YouTube. I still have not figured out. I, I was talking to my manager today. Yeah, I I can't believe it either. And I was just like, man, I don't know what to tell you. I'm uh I'm bummed out. Like I you know, there's all these things going and I can't really seem to get to the finish line on anything. You know, and it was one of those and especially when you don't feel good or your throat hurts. I was just I was like lit, I I felt like I was like 2 seconds away from becoming an actual baby. I was like, no, 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 no. nothing working for me. I'm sorry. I'm um I don't even, yeah, so, <laughs> anyways, um, so I, uh, oh yeah, that was Emily D. Baker, the YouTube thing, she's killing it, she's killing it, she had like 45,000 people watching her, watching her watch the Johnny Depp trial and comment on it, like watching her, I should just fucking put a GoPro, you got, man, you will fucking flip when you watch me watch TV, I just Put a GoPro, like make a helmet, put a GoPro on myself. You can watch me watch all the shit I watch. You can watch me watch Real World Homecoming. You can watch, because I do comment to myself during these shows. It'll be fascinating for you guys. Would you do that? Would you sign up for a live stream if I've implant some kind of camera in my body? I think it's, I think it would be worth it. Uh, are you guys going to go see this Doctor Strange movie? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the new Marvel film, I believe comes out today uh, or tonight, and it's supposed to be a big blockbuster. I got asked today by a Patreon, uh, Christopher Barnes, I believe, he asked me what summer movies I was excited about. And I was telling him, like, oh, my God, I used to, were you guys like me? Like, I used to covet the Entertainment Weekly summer movie preview issues. It would be a double issue, and they had the fall movie preview, which was usually a double issue, too. Those were both pinnacle moments in my life when that would show up in the old mailbox. And I would flip through like a kid in a candy store, and I would just mark the movies and learn about movies that I didn't know were coming out. And I don't really... I don't do that anymore. I mean, I do that with reality series a little bit, but we've got to create some sort of hub. We've got to create some sort of hub where I can tell you what is dope coming out, what I'm looking forward to seeing, what I should be seeing. Like there's, there's something there. There is something there. And I, I forgot how I did used to get excited by movies. And it made me a little sad. Cause I was like, he had mentioned the movie. Nope. Which is, um, uh, uh, Jordan Peele's movie, his third movie he's directing, and it, the preview looks awesome, and I can't wait to see that this summer. But then I was like, what other summer movies comes out? The Top Gun Maverick movie with Tom Cruise, dude, the reviews are, like, ridiculous to the point where I'm like, who's paying for these reviews? Because they're, like, best movie I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, the sequel to Top Gun is the best movie you've ever seen in your life? I did love the the, the original Top Gun when I was a kid, but I was a kid! I literally thought that like that was like you know how many unrealistic unrealistic expectations that movie Top Gun set up for everybody like you know like there was like every like you know most kids yeah going to pilot school is like totally normal like like you got to think that shit because of that movie Top Gun um 
So, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm excited for that one, too. But it is still so weird. The Tom Cruise thing. It's really hard. Like we all like my generation, we grew up with him as like our one of our main actors. And it's just weird knowing all the Scientology crap and that he doesn't really even see his daughter, Surrey Cruz, which is just a whole nother ball of wax. His daughter with Katie Holmes. And so it sometimes takes you out of like, do I want to go see this movie? But then at the same time, you see those movies and he's like so passionate. He's so earnest. I'm the best at what I do in every movie, you know? And that's exciting. I love passionate people. You guys know that. It's like the Tom Cruise movies are very much like Tom Sandoval, which... I want to remind people, I have four tickets to give away to Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras, their show, this Tuesday night in Los Angeles at Venice West. Um, so if you are interested in these tickets, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com, please shoot me an email saying that I want these tickets. And if you could, make sure you follow me on Instagram and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or both, and uh, you're entered to win. And I, I, I can guarantee I have been there. These are fun, flipping shows. Um, there's a chance I will be there. Um, so we could all party together. Who knows? Let's, I don't know. So I, I'm just guaranteeing you it'll be a fun night. It is a Tuesday. That sucks. But other than that, it might be worth it. Uh, and as also Tom Sandoval, Ariana, they'll all be there. It'll be fun. So please, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Send me your entry, and I will be announcing the winners very, very soon. Uh, I think that's it, folks. I just hope you have a great Thursday. Um, I am going to go rest my voice now. I have been talking, dude, to Annabelle DeSisto. I did her podcast tonight because she just did mine. And the podcast she did with me, four hours long. We have to break it into two sections. It's that long because we recap one of our movies like we did with Fifty Shades of Grey. And it was it just I've never gone this long on it. So it has to be broken up into two. But it's like, I think it's really good. But then she wanted me on her podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't know. My throat hurts. But, you know, I know she needed somebody. So I was like, OK, no problem. And then we did two hours on that. So my voice is just fa 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 for a ride. And I'm silly because I know I'm close to going to bed. And I'm excited about that because I need sleep. So you guys, who are we talking about today? We're talking about our guest at Jared Lips. Jared Lips is his real name is Jared Lipscomb. We make a joke about his name in this show. And he is just he's the bee's knees. You guys, you are going to he was on the show uh, over a year ago or maybe I'm not sure everything blends, um, but he is a makeup artist. He's a cancer survivor. He is inspirational. He's queer. He's a screenwriter. He's so many amazing things. And I was supposed to actually go out with him and our mutual friend Janet tonight at some thing. And I had to cancel because I just like my, my throat, my I, like my throat is truly on fire. So I was like, I'm not going to – I've never felt like more of an adult than tonight where I was like, nah, I got to save my voice. I'm sorry. I can't go. And then I know what they're going to think. They're going to think I was scared to come out because I usually am scared to come out and be around like, you know, people that have actually, you know, put on pants and stuff. But no, it's it, actually my throat really hurt. So <laughs> sorry. I just – I tell you guys way too much stuff that you don't even need to know or want to know. Um his podcast, you guys, which he says will be coming back very soon, is called Back on Air with Jared Lipscomb. It's produced by Embassy Row, which is just as good as you can get. And this guy is just, uh, 
He's already succeeding, but I want him to succeed even more. He's that kind of guy. He's just a good spirit. And I just genuinely enjoy talking to this dude. So I think you're going to enjoy listening. Uh, without further ado, here he is, the man at Jared Lips or Jared Lipscomb. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the pleasure today to have a returning guest. This is somebody that you would want on your show like every week. This is somebody that's like, it's just one of those things that you know it's going to be good. No, no pressure to the guest. You know it's going to be good even before you start because you're like, this will be the easiest hour of my life because this person is just so joyful, funny, uh, has really great uh, insight about Hollywood, about Britney Spears, about reality shows, pretty much about anything. He's also a cancer survivor. He also has an amazing podcast that was on a hiatus and is now coming back. And this thing, this podcast, you guys, I was checking it out again, has five, like, Literally, my review is like 4.5, He has five stars. Like nobody has rated this podcast wrong. He's also a makeup genius. Uh, you know, he's a style icon. Uh, one day he said he was going to do my makeup, and we still have not gotten to that point yet. You might know him on Instagram as at Jared Lips. You might also know him as one of the people that actually truly, and I'm not joking, helped free Britney Spears. Uh, Jared Lipscomb, welcome back to the show. Oh my gosh. It, you know what? It feels so good to be back with you, Brian. You know, I've been flirting with you online for since our first time meeting. And you remember the shock of me asking, are you straight? I know. And, I... and the shock to discover that you, that it wasn't a, uh, you know, it wasn't just like the testosterone gene really got this gay man that you were indeed a straight man. And ever <laughs> since I've, you know, flirted with you. So I'm happy to be, I love it. To, Wait, to be face to face. I, I was at Coachella a couple of weeks ago and I did a Q and a on Instagram before. And I mentioned something about being straight. And I said, how funny of a day and age that we live in that in this I'm scared to tell people I'm straight. Like, isn't that it? Like, I'm scared of people finding out that I'm straight because I feel like it 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 counts against me. You know, like, isn't that oh wild? Oh, my God. Um, uh, and by the way, I asked, Jared, I, I'm from the Midwest, so I always say name. The last names always trip me up in my mind. I said, how do you, lips comb or lips come? And he goes, uh, lips come, but everybody used to make fun of me because lips come, right? Yeah, as like I was bullied by it, so I'd always be like, "Oh no, pr pronounce it because it used to have an e on the end of it." So I like pronounce it the old British way, lips comb. You know, I, I would insist upon it, and now I'm like, I don't care. I mean, just say my last name, lips come, lips come, lips come, whatever. And then I'm like, in fact, if anything, like just call me lips come, and like I'm gonna just <laughs> own, own up to it. You know what I mean? And just become like this gay icon of uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I you know, I mean, I'm so entrenched in gay culture that the word come does nothing for me like does not doesn't do desensitized. one thing well, that's, I, I keep thinking about doing this for so long now that i'm so desensitized <laughs> to things that shock other people like ramona shitting on the floor oh, we're just oh, so used like, to it literally and, and by the way ramona i'll bring ramona shitting up on the floor like every week and i won't think anything about it it'll just be part of my normal <laughs> vernacular and then people literally like my niece and nephew barely are allowed to hang out with me like barely, <laughs> you know um uh <laughs> you are kind of a gay icon was that ever any I mean, when you grew up, was there ever any part of you? I know you appreciated a pop culture and fame, but was there always the thing of, I want to see myself in that life as well, or I just want to be able to appreciate it from afar? Oh gosh. Um, I, I mean, I would say I'm still, you know, I always wanted to be a part of Hollywood, you know, um, yep. I knew that because exactly. like, I love the pop culture and I knew I always wanted to be something to do with Britney Spears one way or another. Little did I know it would be this way. Um, I would love, you know, like I'm still exploring things as like obviously the pandemic and recovering from leukemia and my transplant uh, and all that stuff. And like be because you had like two pandemics, you had yes. leukemia, which is like the pandemic of all pandemics in and then 2019. You had the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. And then in, 
And then in 2020, when the pandemic happened, I got I got my transplant. So I recovered extra, you know, uh, in the bubble of isolation. And so it was, <laughs> it was wild. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I want to do. So but it taught me a lot more about being online. And so I do love like, you know, teaching people about like makeup online. And it started off from just like other cancer patients being like, well, what about like our super dry chemo skin? And I was like, oh, I have contacts with brands. Why don't I reach out to them and see, you know, and so then it kind of morphed into whatever. So I don't know what I'm going to do out here in Hollywood. But the end goal is still to do Britney Spears's makeup, you know, obviously. Um, and I want to get into all of that because I yeah. want, want to remind people the, <laughs> the lengths at which, which you went to, but this just kind of came up to my mind and it's a little more serious and stuff, but it's about, you know, being a leukemia survivor and makeup. And you were talking about dry chemo skin. I, I was thinking about the concept of how a lot of women, I was thinking about Heather Dubro and like, you know, Terry and that house built on plastic surgery of Real Housewives of Orange County mm-hmm. and how many women uh, as they get older and, you know, we're such a beauty driven society, they lose their looks and they feel like they have to keep up with the Joneses and keep getting plastic surgery. And I always feel like there might be this like sadness of like of women, you know, sometimes losing their looks has to be really hard. Was it the same way for you going through chemo and, and feeling like your skin go dry or something, things that you used to take for granted? Was there this, or was it gave you strength to like, well, I'll find a way to fix it. I'll find makeup to put on it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think I definitely am like two sides of the coin of where it's like very traumatizing to experience like that loss of yourself in a sense, you know, and I was like, there's a Lady Gaga song um, called like hair from her born this way album. And she's like, I'm, I am my hair. She's basically saying like why she's her hair saying like whatever wig she puts on, it doesn't matter because it's like who she is. But like, I was so defined by like my big old gay bouffant and like my perfectly placed highlights. And so it was very shocking to like lose my hair. Now I still, you know, it's just not as hard for a guy as feminine as I am. And as, as much as beautiful as I look wearing makeup, I'm still a man. And it just is not as hard on a guy. Like I, and for some reason, like I was able to keep my eyebrows, which has nothing to do with me being male or female. It was just like luck. And I kept my lashes. So when I did makeup, it was actually easier for me to apply mascara and keep my brows. So I didn't have to like draw on everything. Like I didn't look like some people who look so, you know, like more sick, like I looked less sick in a way. So I I, I think about that a lot about the, about the people who don't have access to like, and I did, I would just cover it up. I'd put on the best makeup and the best foundation and I'd like glow. And if you look at any of my bald pictures thanks to filters and makeup but like I felt you know fabulous but it's part of the reason why I start working with beauty bus foundation which is an organization that helps women in the hospital going through treatment actually get services whether it's manicures and pedicures more something more gentle just like a massage because sometimes you just need that to feel normal you know it's less about physical appearance but they do deal with everything from wigs and, you know, hairstyling and makeup stuff. So, so it's led me into that because I didn't personally feel the pressure of it because again, I think because I'm a young man and because like, you know, my hair grew grew back so fast and I had a series of silver linings thanks to my age and just because of my treatment and et cetera, et cetera. Do you ever feel like, I mean, you just said like, Oh, you know, feeling fabulous and stuff. And I think that's (laughs) something that we all struggle with. Even myself, I was talking on a Patreon episode today where I was just like, I don't think there's been a day in my life where I've felt fabulous, where I felt comfortable in my own skin. I I mean, I mean, it's just a really interesting thing that I think about a lot of, you know, I love that 
you know, I'm like, I'm like, I got to explore that more of like, what makes me feel good. I've just never even accepted, you know, getting, being told you might die really makes yes. you appreciate. Well, I don't want to do that. Dude. I don't want to go. And I know it sounds that, dramatic yeah. and stupid, but it's like, but, but if any, if there's any lesson to it, cause like I'm completely in remission, I'm completely, you know, like I will be cancer free and I'm good to go. And I mean, I'm still recovering from the transplant side now, but like, you know, no evidence of disease, healthy now going on three years. And I just need two more years to be declared completely cancer free. But so I'm good to go. But the point is, is like, if there's any tidbit of like silver lining, if anyone's listening to the, at the top of the show thinking like, okay, well, you know, like, well, I'm not going to be told I'm going to die. Well, but just act like you are, you know, just be like, and and then I swear to God, when you're putting on that makeup, you'll be like, this thing, my last, my no, last picture. No, I love that. And by the way, don't worry. This audience is awesome. You can go anywhere with my audience. And I, they, they know that I go from serious to funny uh, or sort of what I think is funny real quick, which we're about to get there. But thank you for all of that. Well, I'm trying yes. to think of that one country song. I went skydiving, Rocky Mountain. Cl-. It's anyways, it's about I mean, like, the, I don't know what country music is. Besides I don't either, for- except that one song. It's like uh, inspirational. It's about living your life like you're about to die. And I always put that on my like. Yeah, it's so mix. cheesy. But the thing is, is like, I don't want to, I still don't want to skydive because it's like, hey, I, I already almost died. I don't want to double risk it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, so mine is more like, I always say this. I say, people always ask me for like some inspirational answer. And I just say, yeah, the trees. Like I look up now. Like when I go on a walk, I'm not just glued down to my phone. I like yeah, look yeah, up yeah. and I will walk around and be like, wow, that tree. Like if you ever see my Instagram some mornings, you can tell, be like, oh, somebody hit a joint and took a walk. Like, <laughs> I'll be like, look at this beautiful flower, everyone. Like people are hey, all hey. waiting for me to comment on Britney Spears's like tirade against her sister. And I'm just like, look at this. What do you think this is? It's a, di- you know, it's a da- dandelion. Well, so beautiful. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what are these trees you speak of? What do they look like? I'm I know, really look up people. Fully they glued into my phone. Um, I totally, uh, God, I really relate to all of that. Um, okay. So people might not know, and if you don't know, stop living under a rock, but Britney Spears, I always say this is that whenever anybody doubts themselves, when everybody thinks there's a struggle in their life, when everybody like, just remember we survived a pandemic or we're, we're getting through a pandemic and we freed Britney Spears. Is that true, Jared? Did we free Britney Spears? We did. Oh my God. What a way to kick off the new year and to close out 2021 with it's her true. Freedom. I mean, but think about it. A year ago, a year ago in February, I think it was when that New York Times thing uh went on Hulu. Yeah. And you had already been active in the free Britney movement, but I was talking about the concept with uh, a couple of people of like things that we just accepted, things that we just accepted a long time ago of like. Britney was in a conservatorship and I just accepted it. I just yep. said, well, she must need to be there. She's performing. Everything must be fine. Okay, cool. On with my life. And I never really gave it a second thought. You would hear rumblings, but that's all it was. And you just accepted that everything was the way it should be. And what to you before any of this broke, what to you was like, no, this isn't how it should be. This uh, something's drastically wrong. I mean, the, the, what is it called the the i always get uh euphemisms like mixed up but you know like the camel that broke the water's baby's belly or i love that's exactly you got it right that is okay thank you it was the the this explosive in uh podcast called britney's gram and you know they released this episode where they had got this inside tip from uh, uh allegedly from a paralegal who said like 
you know, Brittany had canceled her second residency right after she concluded her amazing, um, you know, groundbreaking, iconic residency from Vegas, like literally like six months after she closed that up, she announced her new residency. And then within a month, she announced that it was closing. And then Britney Spears was like suspiciously disappeared because this podcast focuses on Britney's zany captions. And just like you, we just accepted she was in a, a conservatorship. So their focus was there are two comedians, one's a journalist and one's a comedian. And they focused on just like her zany captions and like kind of getting into it. Well, they had no content because Britney was, for lack of a better word, missing. And then all of a sudden they were like, well, we don't know what to talk about. Like Britney's not been posting for a while. Britney's not been posting. And then they get this like anonymous tip line. So when we hear this tip, it confirms what us diehard fans have known for quite some time. So we've on and off and it's weird because it's like, okay, well, if you knew, then why did you go to her concert six, six times in the conservatorship and support it? We, di- we just didn't know the extent of what it was. Yeah. I knew in 2016 when I was like standing in full drag front row paid, you know, an arm and a leg to be front row in Vegas. And I'm like, Brittany! <laughs> and she looks at me and skips along. And then her evil security, Edon, the one we now know who is the owner of black box security, the one who we now oh, know yes. was spying on her. Yes. He, cause he's been a part of his, her life for so long. Like I'm one of those fans. Like I knew everyone in her peripheral. Like I, you know, I knew everything about her. So he ran up to me as soon as she looked over at me at a fucking concert where I'm front row in drag and which is Las Vegas. There's so many drag queens, you know, and he came, ran up to me, him personally. What the fuck did you say? To, what the fuck did you say? And I'm like, uh, what? Like I said, Brittany, like I'm at a concert. I'm chanting her name, you know, excuse me. Yeah. And And I just knew like it all, like, it wasn't like, oh, that was my aha moment. But like in hindsight, I'm like, I knew then because I started to be like really keeping an eye, but then she did the glory promo and it was like such a good album and she like wrote it and she was feeling it, but then it started to happen again. She didn't want to do different things and she didn't want to do this and that. And like, then she mentioned the conservatorship on a show and it got cut out in the UK. And so everything we, we had been told and we're kind of like theorizing, um, like in the fan community yeah. on like forums and stuff were just becoming more and more true. And then, you know, we kind of got confirmation from Brittany, the visual confirmation that she was being put in a place and it didn't seem like she wanted to be there. And then we know the rest of the story, but yeah, so we knew, we knew all of this, but it was this podcast episode and this paralegal whistleblower that kind of ignited it in 2019 after she was getting ready to launch the second residency. What I truly love about this is that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of conspiracy theories, even though I believe a lot of the Bravo ones like that. It's just getting to that yeah. point. But uh, I love that this is one thing that was like this kind of weird, almost conspiracy that turned out to be true, that, that yeah. we actually have facts to back up all of this information. So it's not one of those things we're guessing about anymore. There is like hard proof about this. And that's why it's so shocking, because you're like, shit, this actually did happen. Like th- this sounds like how did this ever, how did this ever happen and I worked, so this is This is like hot tea. I worked with, uh, okay, I'm not going to say who, but you know the industry I'm in, hair and makeup and beauty and fashion and stuff. So yeah. I worked with someone who is a friend who's no longer in the industry, but she just does not want to be public for whatever reason. But she worked closely with Brittany during that time of like the beginning of the Vegas residency, but like only in LA. And it was basically like, she said she would be hired to do the task and oftentimes just go over there. And it turned out that um, 
it was a not a trick on Britney's part, but Britney was just like, I just needed someone to come over like and I needed someone to be. And I, I you know, so you hear these stories all this through all this time. And I've spoken to her ex one time because, I, you know, he was a Venice boy for a long time, Jason Trawick. And I used to work in oh, Venice yeah. and I used to be like I would get fucked up in Venice and just be like talk to anybody. And I was like the little king of uh, not Abbott Kinney, but the off brand Abbott Kinney Street. So I was like the little prince of Rose Avenue. And so when he would come in, I'd be like bitch like tell me everything you know I waited on Kevin and Victoria Kevin Federline like and I would be like what's everyone you know like just getting all the tea all the You're time like, Papa Zow, Papa yeah. Zow. <laughs> exactly but the point is is like there was so much little here here's and there's and living in LA especially it was so wild because like I obviously idolized Britney and then she'd been in a conservatorship since before I moved to LA and I was just like, oh, wow, there are there is so many so much truth to these rumblings that I've heard since 2012 when I moved here and for it to all come shattering down and for her to just every time get on Instagram and speak her truth again is like so gratifying, you know, I mean, it's got to be even weird for you, though, to have like how how often do things actually go the way we want them to go in life? How how often do we actually affect change? And that's why the only reason I really keep hitting this over the head, you guys, is because <laughs> remember, don't give up on your beliefs. Don't give up on fighting for your rights. Don't give up on these things because miracles can happen even when you think everything is stacked against you. But you were actually down there at the courthouse. You were going down. Yeah, you, know, you saw a lot of this stuff firsthand. What was the. What was the energy like down there? Well, pre-pandemic and pre-my cancer, I actually went in and it was when we were still like, I saw Britney in the courtroom and this was before like it was rallies and so many people. And like, I just, I've always been kind of like a nosy person. Just like, if I come over, I'm going to check all your drawers and stuff. And so the same happened at the courthouse. I was just like, well, all these people are standing outside and we're kind of just like, there's press outside. So I was like, I'm just going to see like what happens if I go in the courthouse. So I just went in and I started to follow people and I just sat in a court in the courtroom and then in comes Brittany with her mom. This is like back in 2019, but you know, and it was so wild. The judge immediately was like, okay, everyone out. This is a closed court. And we were like, oh, that's weird. Like, you know, whatever. And then nothing changed with her conservatorship. Um, except it got that media attention of like, why is Britney Spears in court for her conservatorship? Like why little did we know she'd been going to, well, not her, but her attorneys had been going once a month, confirming all their financials, you know, confirming that Britney only gets a thousand dollars a month doing all this horrible, horrible stuff that we now know. But at the time, you know, it's closed court, everybody out. So yeah. then the rum because of the it was just it was just one of those perfect storms between the podcast getting so much attention that podcast that leaked the um the paralegals yeah. stuff and then this this court appearance and, and the thing. free britney movement and then well all that started after because this was still 2019 oh, oh, you know okay, okay okay so the first documentary didn't come out until 2020 and that when that hulu documentary came out in 2020 i was not in that one thank you very much i was in the, <laughs> I was in the much better sequel um, but, uh, no, they were both, which fabulous. by the way, the I, sequel, the sequel had a lot, the sequel had the, the Elon information in it. It had, Oh the, yeah. The, it had, you know, it had, it had basically the whistleblower that they actually ended up referencing in court, the entire black box security stuff. So it was actually grab And I love Samantha Stark and Liz day. And it's like, my biggest flex is that they like follow me and like always comment on like my life and DM me about like, like, Oh, your nephew's so cute. And I'm like, yes, New York times, Emmy award nominated, like Britney Spears saving people like follow me, you know, like love it. But the point is, is like, like they, it, it that was like the to see it all happen and then like once you get that support of like 
people being like, and there's always going to be people like, ah, she's crazy. She needs it. Of course, there's always going to be people like that. But once you get to like this mainstream media level, it was just the perfect storm. And once you had Jamie Spears, um, you know, coming out saying like we were being conspiratorial and like Lou Taylor, who was her manager, who's like, you know, connected to a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Once she blocked me on Instagram. Lou Taylor blocked you? Yeah. Before I even got sick, like before I even had. Then you know I, you're doing something. Oh right. my God. And I, and it was so wild too, because like, I didn't even tag or anything. I just said, I left, I tagged my friend in something that said, you know, Lou Taylor like made this post. And then the next thing I go, I was like, does Lou Taylor have an Instagram? And so like I did some survey searching and sure enough, she does. Well, that's always and the worst. Sure that's the worst when you find out somebody blocked you actually lou taylor i would be proud of that block. oh yeah it's a, it's a badge of honor but the, the vibe basically at the end of it all when we're getting closer when she finally was uh, when the judge finally realized like you know and we went wild i mean we went hard on her judge the judge's son because he works with like netflix or, or a product he he's like very well he, he like directs connected. and produces a show he's a showrunner not just connected like oh he helps with the show he's like he made a show. So he's very well connected. So he was starting to get some threats. And of course, you know, it gets not threats, but uh, it just gets kind of all jumbled up. And the fan and base got like, weaponized as Scooter Braun would say. Yeah, yes. But the thing is, it's like, and, but the thing was, is like, well, sweetie, your mom is a woman and she's denying uh, basic human rights to another woman. So really you don't have much of a leg to stand on just your dick. So, you know, like we don't, we don't really care if you think you're being threatened or harassed. And if you feel that way, go private, you know, like put your account private and see. So anyways, the point is, so it was very electric. It was very hot and heavy, but once she got the judge started to make the right decisions, because everything felt in, in, on, on against Britney and against us. But once the judge had no choice but to say, all right, fair enough. This lawyer you've had for 12 years has literally sucked you dry. He's made $3 million over, not even over 11 years, over the past two years. Um, let's, you can find, you can hire your own attorney. So once that tide shifted, everything shifted. Yeah, I mean, and it was just I, joyous. It was amazing. He spoke. We had this transparency. He would come out after he. That's what you're speak. talking about, of course, Matthew Rosengard. Mar or Matthew Rosengard, lovingly referred to as Matthew Rosengard. We just, you know, we stand him. Another straight that we love. Wait, wait, wait. By the way, this I, I, Jared, I always crack up about because I, you know, this guy seemed like he knew what he was doing for, you know, like I was like, damn. And I was watching all the things he, like you said, he would come out and talk to everybody, be like, we got this. And uh, but what I loved is that this is the culture we live in. Is that with? I knew I called it. I was like, within five minutes. We were sexualizing Matthew Rosen. Like, oh, what absolutely. up, Daddy? I'll do things. Daddy, to you. he's a Daddy. <laughs> daddy Rosen God. <laughs> I was just, I love that. That's what ours is like. It's like immediately if you do something good, we want to fuck you. Like, yeah, we will fuck you. Case, <laughs> like, this is like a true hero though, because he's literally saving the princess, in this case, the pop princess, from her evil captors. So, like, that's a very fuckable thing, you know. So, <laughs> so this like, is so this in is this case is deserved. It's, this is deserved. like the one time it's deserved. Usually, it's like oh. Oh, look, someone fixed his wife's dress yeah. on the red Or like, carpet. oh, PK from Beverly Hills. He had a good season. We'll fuck him, you know? Yeah, and it's like, oh, like, oh, my God. Okay. Um, you um, guys can have that then. You go go, go or girlies. So we know where, you know, she's free or she's, you know, figuring out herself. And she has now announced that she is pregnant, mm -hmm. supposedly. Um you know, the, the Britney thing that still gets brought up so many times are the Instagram captions or, you know, yeah. it's always been this way. And what I always tell people is that, like, listen, that's what freedom is. I was like, also, hey, look how I use my Instagram account. Look how you use yours. I use Eggs. mine like a fucking wacko, too. Like, like, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's part of freedom is being freedom of expression. We might not agree with it. We might not like it. It might scare us and we might not understand it. But 
that's what it that's what freedom kind of is, you know, and, and it's just don't so wild to me. And I will say this aggressively, especially to any female listeners. It is so wild to me how many women have missed the memo that were like feminist and misogyny, like that everyone's pr- like on board and woke, except when it comes to Britney Spears. I don't know how it's happened. I get it with the guys because the guys just see her as like, this, you know, she's not talented. She's not a real musician. She, they, they, they have a, a bevy of miso, miso, what's that word? Mis, misogynistic, Misogyny? misogynistic ways to like discredit, discredit her and say she's crazy and this and that, but it's so always so such a gut punch and such a shock to see it from a woman. Cause it's like, Oh my God, don't you get it? Like, and, and I, I, and I just don't understand if it's because we're so used to our female celebrities being so curated to, to, to women. Yeah. Cause you know, it is, I mean, Instagram is a women's app. That's why I'm calling out women specifically. Cause it's like, if a man comments something on my page or to me or DMs me something like, Hey, you're a, you know, the F slur, which I still get in 2022. It's like, so insane. Do people take the time to say that. Oh my God. So, and I'm like, yeah, baby, I am, you know, like, let's meet up. You know, I always take it as like, he's trying to hit on me. And then, the, then he freaks out. And then I'd usually dox them and something. I mean, I've called, I call these people. I can find them. Like I'm such a psychopath when it comes to only really mean behavior, but you know what I'm saying? The point is, is usually when it comes to a man, I ignore them. And then, and that's how Instagram is too. It's like, it doesn't mean anything like brand deals won't work with you. If your engagement is all men, like nothing, no one cares about men audience on Instagram. So I think because it's so curated for women that it's partially, it's not women in in general's fault. Like we, we are assumed to see like, you know, we want this curated thing with little bits of like highly edited real life looking cute and relatable, but not too relatable. You know, we, how dare Brittany bring up that she was abused. That's, that's, that's too far of relatability. And don't, and don't be nude. Don't be nude on a beach. Don't yeah. Be- oh, don't be nude. Don't be hugging your assistant, you know, like naked, even though it's consensual and you guys are both topless and hanging out together and are also friends. You know, there's just so much pressure we put on someone who, has admitted that she has mental health issues, had a psychiatrist publicly admit that she has mental health issues. And we know that there are people with mental health issues who do not need a conservatorship. And I could go on an entire episode just about <laughs> the, the do's and don'ts of who and who and why and what needs a conservatorship and what doesn't. And I know friends from this movement, I've met people who got involved in this movement because they have family members that are in conservatorships and they knew from experience that Britney Spears didn't qualify for a conservatorship. So the point is, is like, I, I just say, just when you, when you think, oh, this is weird. This is bizarre. This doesn't seem normal. You have to think of a couple of things. She has been abused in a Kafka-esque nightmare where everything she did was recorded and used against her. So if she said like, hmm, I'm really craving cheese. I'm, I'm going to sneak cheese tomorrow in her diary. They would read that and clear the house out of cheese. I know firsthand from text messages that I've seen to my friend who worked with her that they changed her number after she asked her to watch a movie and stay later from that, from the tasks that she was doing. They, they changed her number and she never got contact from Brittany again, just fired her on the spot. So they have messed with this girl's head. And also she hasn't really had Instagram a lot on and off. She has a very safety version of it that she gets. And we don't even know the lengths of, yeah, of what was, she's ever had. Of that it. was the other thing I didn't understand is that like, you know, that was like, is Brittany even writing these Instagram posts? And then it's like, well, she's free. She's definitely writing these. But then I even question like, what level of freedom does she have now? Like they, I, I didn't understand how the whole operation worked in terms of like, okay, so they put her up in a place, a house where we always see her dancing, but the guy, her, her fiance, Sam is allowed to be with her at all times. Like, I didn't understand the mechanics of how this operation 
all worked. And I'm sure more will come to light as we get further into this. I mean, I they think- put her in place with a, you know, like they, I, I was in that final hearing when they, uh, not because I wanted to be outside for the final, final hearing, but the pre, the, the last hearing when they declared like Jamie Spears was no longer her conservator and then that it was going to be terminated. Um, at that hearing, I was in the courtroom and they had put into place a very strict plan. And this was September, I want to say 29th-ish. Uh-huh. Um, and they they put into place a plan of action with her psychiatric team, with her team of doctors, with her attorneys, with her money managers, people that sh- her and her attorney picked <laughs> so that she could transition into real life. And the joke that, that she somehow like leaves her conservatorship in 2020 because it expired, you know, then of course the termination was granted and we celebrated and everything. But the, the joke that a celebrity would just go from being completely controlled to just being like, okay, here's your debit card (laughs) with $60 million. You have no support whatsoever. Like good luck is so fucking stupid. And people who are like, she's not really free. It's like, okay, first of all, she is free because she's no longer in a conservatorship where she literally didn't have the right to take out an IUD inside of her uterus. Okay. So she is free (laughs) and cause she's pregnant now. But the thing is, is like, she also is a celebrity, a major celebrity. So she's got an entertainment lawyer. She's got, a, you know, and now she's got to get a criminal defense attorney. So forgive her if she doesn't want to go skipping out in the public talking to every, you know, Tom. Well, yeah, on top Harry. of that, she has to worry about fans. I mean, like, listen, like, can you imagine? Like, some days I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, could exactly. you I mean, it's like you have that to deal with. And, and by the way, I'm not saying boohoo, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it is a little bit of a boohoo because it's like, it got, it's got to feel like another prison on top of a prison, you know, is that. Well, she, uh, she said it and she said it in her documentary back in 2009 that MTV did. And somehow her team thought it was like going to be this like she snuck in so many things now that in hindsight, and she said like, at least a prisoner oh, daddy, note, the phone, taking the phone away. Daddy won't let me have my phone, all yeah. that stuff. But she said, she, you know, tearfully, she says at least not even tearfully, just deadpan. She said, at least a prisoner knows when they're going to get out. And it was just, it was like, just sends chills down your spine. And we think she's talking about fame and they edit it to talk about like that. She's fame. Like it's the, the pressures of fame. Cause they edit it with another clip of them asking, but now we know, She's talking about the conservatorship. Duh. She had just done it for a year thinking it's about to end. And now it's like, it's never going to end. So it's just, it's it's, the the point is she's got support now. And, you know, I just don't buy into these myths that like when people say, well, she's not really free. Yes, she is, but she doesn't have, she doesn't want to have full access. Like even the story of like her, her attorneys are hashing out her prenup with Sam Asghari. I'm sure she doesn't give a shit. She's seen that having all the access and all the money in the world doesn't mean anything. So why would she give a fuck now? You know yeah. what I mean? What are your predictions in terms of like, where, where do we go with her, her dad? Are we going to, she's going to do a criminal suit against her. Or, I mean, that's what I was wondering. Like, and what, and what do we have any, like, where is he now? What is his deal? And he it was so creepy. Out. It is so creepy finding out that he was baptized and Lou Taylor was there and Brittany wasn't there, but he was baptized. I'm like, you, you're bringing religion into this, you know, your daughter that's paying for all of this. And Lou Taylor, the manager is at his baptism. Where, where was in he? Jerusalem. Like, is, in Jerusalem. I was like, because they wanted to get baptized in the river of Jesus or whatever. Yeah, that's what, you know, rich people got to do that, you know, and and I just find it so bizarre. 
And I really hope that man goes down. I mean, I hope we get more clarity on all of the shit that he did. And I really do believe that should be punishable. It, oh, it is punishable. I mean, what he did, I mean, him, Lou Taylor and Black Box Security all need to be held for criminal actions, you know, from everything from committing fraud to But Lou spying. Taylor still works with all major celebrities, athletes, all that. Isn't a lot Gaga? of people are quietly dropping her. Um, okay. And, and a lot of it gets convoluted because, you know, it's Hollywood. So it's like one person can manage one thing. Like she did something with, with Gaga's manager. And yeah. so now everyone's like, oh my God, if Wayne is signed by Britney. And it's like, again, no one is like, the one thing Britney's going to ensure, like <laughs> fool me once, shame on me kind of thing. It's like, she's not going to get back in a conservatorship. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's the other we thing. Got that, her again. Yeah. That's the other thing that, that the implication, and I guess I should have been more clear with that when I'm saying like speaking to women about the misogyny is it's just like, is it's like, remember that Brit, like we fought for Britney to be free because we know she's smart enough to be free. And so that being smart enough to be free knows like we have to trust that she's smart enough to not end up in another corrupt, horrible conservatorship. And also it's not even, she doesn't even have to be smart enough because it should have never happened in the first place. Well, that's why so I, I just think anyone question. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why and I worry the about the long-term the- mental effects though. Like, dude, exactly. it's like, that's what I worry about. Like, how does she, but she's you know, got a team in place that we are not. And the thing is, is like, we have been a greedy, nasty public and we have taken and taken and taken. Watch that fucking South Park episode where we blew off her head and still made her perform. We have taken from that woman and now it's still not enough. We thought we did something good for her by freeing her and it's still not enough because now we want her to come out and tell her story and we want her to tell us our her mental health issues and we want to know what level of freedom she actually has. And oh, I mean, I get into- You know what's so, you know what's so interesting, theorists. Jared? And I'm, I hate to bring, and I'm not, I don't want to stay, it's just like, you know, Brittany here has done so like, you know, everybody remembers where they were when they heard hit me baby one more time. Everybody remembers, everybody has these memories of their life with Brittany in it or the soundtrack to some of the most amazing parts of their lives. And there's this real true, you know, kinship uh, that people feel towards her. And then you compare it with somebody like the Kardashians who, you know, haven't really, to me, you you know the the only love that they've earned, I guess, in just terms of like being able to stick in there, and but I sometimes like, well, I mean, <laughs> like I'm, a cockroach, I just, you know. At some yeah, point I just love wonder, that I mean, cockroach, the, the tenacity, you know, because yeah. I wonder, I'm like, well, well, yeah, I mean, you know, Kim's provided us with so many amazing songs over our life, you know. It's like, what <laughs> what, are, what are we celebrating? And sometimes that's what I want to remind people, even myself, is like, man, we got to celebrate people like Britney because they gave us this. And you're like, well, they made a lot of money of it. Like, that's not how it works. They and still- the thing, Britney didn't, and that's the one part it's like Britney didn't make any money she made a thousand dollars a year I think her allowance got it bumped up to two thousand dollars a week so that would come to what a hundred and two thousand dollars a year that you tell me the top five biggest pop star in the world makes a hundred thousand dollars a year the same as some of my friends who are assistants for celebrities yeah listen that's a that's uh, aspirational for me um Okay, so the Britney thing, th- this is going to be an ongoing conversation that yeah, we will yeah. be, keep checking in on, but I just think it's a great to have an update, which we haven't done on this show in a while about Britney. And it's been kind of nice not to not talk about Britney, but it's got to be like, we've got to let things breathe and come yeah. back to them and re-energize and stuff like that. I do want to move on. I know we've already talked so long. I'm so sorry. I'm going to keep you for a little bit. Do you have a little bit more? Oh my gosh, I got all day. Oh, <laughs> Selling Sunset. Now, I know you have worked on this show in the past. Before it know- appeared, before it even was a, before it was the fever dream on the screen. So I know you know where of some of these people. Jared, I've watched every season of this show. God bless you. I, 
Can you confirm or deny? Are they all robots? Like, are, <laughs> is this our first? Is this our first animatronic reality show? Are these these can't be real people in any stretch okay. of the imagination? So I can speak to the fact that I met Chriselle prior to the show debuting. She was filming it, and you was know, she the, the smelly she was... kid. Did you meet her when she was smelly? She always <laughs> she, says she, she always says she was the smelly kid that grew up in a car. And I met her when she was the wife of the 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 famous oh, yeah. actor who dumped her via text, Justin Hartley. Yes, Ju uh, Justin Hartley. Yes. Um. So I met her during that thing, and so I can confirm she is in fact real. Although in later seasons, I have wondered. You know, has she been replaced or if there's some sort of chips, some sort of severance situation exactly. going on? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Or if Adam DeVello is just that good of a producer, because, you know, like, but I have, let me, okay, I, I Christelle's a great friend to me. So I should, let, let's me talk about the other ones that I've met, because let yeah. me tell you, I met Mary recently because I, I did some filming for season five that all got cut, of course, because like it just didn't fit in, because I think maybe I have blood in my veins or something. Yeah, were you too real? Were you, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I smiled and it wasn't like one of those, uh, you know, <laughs> It slowly Who, hey who's that guy with actual pulse what's that what's going on over there yeah. they do a, they actually film it with those um where they can scan human bodies like in war and see if they can <laughs> if they sense any live bodies around beside the waiter bringing champagne and i guess just vegetables for heather because that's all she ever eats i mean Unless i gotta tell you jared this show feels like it's a, in a conservatorship sometimes i feel like yeah. <laughs> We're not getting anything real. He's like, like uh, okay, so I went up to Mary and God love her. She really has been my favorite for up until the season that I had wa watched, which is also surreal because it's like, I know we're being filmed for a season five that like, and like, I personally knew that they were going straight from season four into season five. So I had already watched season four. So it's like all that surreal. So I like loved Mary and I was like, Chriselle, I can't wait to meet Mary. Like she invited me to this party and I go and you know, it's, it is, it is weird too. And I, I don't know, cause I don't see a lot of on-camera stuff with Chriselle personally. So folks, summer is just around the corner. So it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great. Because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash 
credit card. You guys will be back to the show in just one second. I wanted to talk about our sponsor this week. And once again, we are sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp, uh, which I'm very excited about. If you listen to the beginning of this pod, I talk about my own mental health journey, and I've talked about that a lot. Uh, and BetterHelp is kind of an amazing company because they are somebody that is setting out to help us uh, in a very huge way by providing us somebody to talk to, uh, whether it be uh, online, over the phone. There's so many different ways to actually reach out and talk to somebody with this company. Um, Life can be overwhelming. We talk about it all the time. And many people, we are burned out right now. And we don't even know it sometimes. I mean, I do. I feel that all the time. Like it is just like, oh, can I do this? Can I, can I do another day of this? Can I watch another episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I find the strength somehow. Uh, symptoms for this can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. Sometimes I really do. I'll get totally burnt out. I'll just feel like, man, what is the point? I don't want to take notes on another reality show. I don't want to uh, talk for another two hours when I just want to be in my own head. And it really feels very, it feels like you're trapped. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. And it's one of those things they provide kind of an easy way to put you in touch with somebody that is very capable of walking you through these problems or or somebody that you can talk to about burnout. Uh, this has been a great help in my life and has for a long time. Um, I also think there is just this natural stigma I still even have it for myself sometimes. Of like I said it earlier, like, oh, I don't want to be known as the mental health guy. I got kind of insecure about it. And even though that's it should be something that I'm proud of, but sometimes I even get that way. Um, but I think from personally speaking, it's just something that you need to check out because we can't do this life alone. We need our family. We need our friends. But we need more than that sometimes. We need somebody to talk to. We need... Uh, we need somebody that has been trained in ways to talk to us and hear us and suggest, give suggestions and all of the things that a good therapist can do. And that's where BetterHelp uh, comes into play. And I always just tell people, just give it a shot. Just one step. All you have to take is one step and it's going to make that second step easier. I swear to God, that is one thing I actually know with all of my heart. Uh, so BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. This is the cool part. So bad it's good. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash so bad. And just go check it out, you guys. You don't have to fill out anything, but just type in, like I said, betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. Check it out for yourself. And now back to the remaining portion of our show. I don't know if she has like an on and an off, but... Yeah. 
at the party, she seems like herself. Like when she answers the door, it's like, hey, oh my gosh. But, but she's also hosting a party on camera. So it's like, I don't know. But Mary, it was really crazy. Cause I was like, oh my God, Mary. Like, and you know, I have like my makeup on, like I'm kind of like an easy person to kind of like let you fan over. Like if you meet me and I fan over you, it's pretty easy because like, if first of all, if I'm fanning over you, I know details about you because like, I'm not a fan of just, like I'm a weird fan of any of people. Like I die for Paris Hilton. Like I've met Kim Kardashian. Was like hello, but met Paris Hilton is <laughs> to cry. You know what I mean? Like I was like Paris. Oh my god. You know, like I have just have the weirdest thing and like oh, I love the weirdest thing. So so with Mary, like I loved her and I like just loved. I can't even remember what little catchphrase she had said that just tickled me pink. The the earlier season, whatever. And so I went up to her and I was like, Mary, hey, I'm I'm Jared's or I'm Jared Cashel's friend. I was her makeup artist. You know, like I I'm still her friend. And I, when I tell you, I mean, it was like the Stepford wife. And I don't know if it was because her hair was pulled back with such a fake ponytail. And she just looked at me. And I want to say it was maybe, I mean, it felt like a full two minutes, but it was probably a full 10 seconds before she was like, oh my gosh, hello. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay. And then she I has like, an earpiece in. Adam's like, you can say hello to him. <laughs> and I was like can we do, and then I was just like oh fuck it then I was like okay well this is a lot of people in like when you meet friends of friends especially when you tell them like who you are in like a sense of like you know like oh my gosh like I worked with Rochelle before the show started like I was at this event and that event they're usually like oh my gosh you're not just a fan blah 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 you know that's like whatever but you can see in the picture I'll share I'll, I'll give you the picture to post yeah. or something it's like she's standing like a full foot away from me and this is not like in the height of like COVID pandemic this was like two months ago you know what I mean <laughs> it's like she couldn't even get close she was just like and we're moving in for a selfie i i just don't i mean i will watch that show until they don't make the show anymore but i i question why i'm watching it during while i'm watching it. i question everything like it, it, it makes vanderpump rules almost look like citizen kane it almost makes it look like mm -hmm. the the realest thing that you've ever seen in your entire life and the the contrast between those two and, and i try to explain to people and you've shot scenes there of like how well it's lit like that just doesn't just happen you know they're not you know like uh, that thing is lit within an inch of its life it's, it is it's filtered it goes through a filtering process but the way they light these shows it's unlike I mean, I've seen it with Lisa Vanderpump uh, filming Vanderpump Rules because they'll give her special lighting around the cameras. And it, yeah. the best way to see it, like if you're like in a, if you're not like actually seeing it in person is to watch the Kardashians. And every so often, if you see like a side view, like of the old episodes of Keeping Up the Kardashians, if you see a side view when they got like, when they became like, you know, A-listy, yeah. you could see all the cameras have that white lens around it and like that white a light blasting in like the square yep. boxes and then you see like they have actually a person holding lights like running around holding lights so that there's constantly like perfected perfected lighting at all times so and i'm fully convinced that this the, that this specific party scene that i went to was shut because was cut because the sun was setting and it ruined with the aesthetic of the show i truly believe they pick scenes based on like the look and the song that's gonna play in between before they decide what like they, and then they'll say okay we've got two girls at a big house now we'll say like they're maybe they're selling it or maybe they're staging it or maybe they're reselling it to another richer agent or maybe they're gonna co-list it you know who knows or maybe christine's um i mean do they even really sell deeper. houses Derek? i mean at this point come on i mean right? i know chrishell has sold ha houses because because like I because I knew her before the show and I knew like we talked about that and it was like something that it was the reason why she was 
part of the show is they 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 wanted that much re- let me tell you they draw a line in the sand and the sand was we we need a soap star who has a realtor's license oh. and and they confirmed then they got that much well you met i mean you mentioned the music too and i always say even in terms of britney spears like wouldn't it be amazing like if i was a pop star which i don't think at this point i will be like i would say let me write the entire fifth season like i want to do all mm. the songs like you know could you imagine a britney spears selling sunset album oh, so instead of like you so you know good. we always say, girl boss i'm a girl boss girl. you know it's all the yeah. loud music they pump in but could you imagine like why not have an actual pop star do the soundtrack of Selling Sunset? I mean, and- at this point, they need to lean into something. Big. But you know what? My, I got to tell you, I have a favorite line. Uh, it was lights, camera, action. I'm the main attraction. Get out my way. Yeah, that, I, is the- that, that really moved me. And I really I was like, I knew that that episode was going to be like powerful. <laughs> and it was. But what's your favorite plot on Selling Sunset? Because, you know, there's so many plots. Oh, like, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's my so- favorite is Heather never being able to find something to order and then telling the server to just bring her something that's just vegetables and tofu, no carbs. I love that plot. The Heather. Could you like she actually had something real to focus on her wedding and we get it like two minutes of it. And her voice, the entire season is like, and I don't usually like make fun of like reality stars. Cause like, you know, a lot of them are my friends, like them, yeah. but, but like the way, like, did no one in five seasons think to tell her to stop with her, her laugh at the end of every sentence. It is so, and sorry if you don't notice, cause now it's all you're going to notice, but like her finishing a sentence and being like, kind of <laughs> like, it's uh, like, <laughs> And just like, you know, it's so self-congratulatory. I just kept thinking about the raspy voice. I was like, is somebody going to help her? This has now lasted the entire, like, has she been sick? Do you need some throat coat on? Yeah. I was like, this is not right. Um, But I always, this is what I love. The the plot lines are so thin, but there is, it's like the Kardashians to me, where it's like, you could have a real reality show in here if you focused on the actual reality of this situation. But like, you know, the, like I love when they show a wedding between this Tarek and Heather and then you can't even sense love. Like, or even the, the, Jason, <laughs> the Jason Chriselle relationship, which I'm like, I just doesn't seem like it's not the kind of love that I know. You know, it's like, it doesn't, I can't see. Which is so there. wild. Cause like I, ha- I have seen her when they were together, I went to a party and they were, when the cameras left, they were lovey dovey and all over each other. So, well, it, I, it, so it's almost like, it's like, it's like, how do they like Adam DeVello is some, somehow a genius in like taking away humanity while filming them. Exactly. It is a soulless show, but I can't stop watching but I would love, man, I would love that if the cameras are off and Jason was like, this is a real perv. He's like trying to finger blast Chriselle at every moment. He's like, yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, stop it. Um, can you confirm there are two Oppenheim brothers or is it just an illusion that we see? I cannot confirm. I really can't. That's another, I'm almost positive that it's CGI. Um, okay, so moving on to Vanderpump Rules a little bit. We know you are friends with a lot of the cast. Uh, and my thing is you seem to be friends with all of them. Like you seem to be. Yeah. And I'm the- newly friends with Raquel now that she uh, is no longer with James Kennedy. Okay. So th- 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 what I wanted to ask kind of my, my frustration with this show <laughs> is I want everybody to be friends. Like I get so mad and I know you're close with Jax and Brittany and all of that stuff. And, and, and I like my, I, I don't know them personally. You do. Yeah. But I get frustrated of like, why can't we all be friends? Why why does Jax have to be mad at Sandoval? Why does Sandoval have to be mad at Jax? Why can't we all be friends? 
And I want everybody to be friends. And I get excited when I see them. It is like the cast of friends in that way, where you're like, I want everybody to, I want to, in my mind, imagine them all growing old together and not leaving people out of the picture. You know what I'm saying? Can you you think, do you think you could see like a show, like, you know, if, if say we, we came to a place where we, where society could accept maybe, I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm not speaking to anyone's forgiveness or what they deserve to be given, but just say in theory that a show could happen with everybody that would come back and maybe lose the Lisa Vanderpump and the restaurant faux thing, but focus on their real lives. Do you think, would you, was that some, I mean, like if they brought everyone back. I think one of the fallacies, uh, fallacies of this show is that you know, unfortunately, at this point, it's it's moved past Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, and, lo- long ago. Really. You know, and it just it's we slow down to keep her in things. You know, we have to every scene with Lisa is like, hey, let me tell you what we just what the audience just saw and explain it to you so you can catch up. You know, and it's like, girl, like oh you're God, just true. slowing things down. But yeah, of course, I think there's I, and that's why I think it's interesting what they're doing with New York with splitting it into legacy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about and that. I would I would definitely be interested in that. Of course. It, well, and especially with Stassi confirming that that was the original plan. Um, well, and by know. the way, Sandoval was on the show uh, a couple months ago and confirmed that as well. He was like, that was initially and then everybody got fired. Like, every, I know that was such COVID, a hard secret to keep. Like, <laughs> we, we had a 26. We had 26 people on our cast. It was insane. But the Raquel thing. So you are not a fan of DJ James Kennedy, right? No, you know, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I thought you were going. No, no, I am. No, no, I'm not. So you back then, you and Raquel were not friendly because of that. Yeah, I mean, I was just, I'm just one of those loyal people, almost to a fault, sometimes yeah, literally to a fault. And, you know, and then with this show, <laughs> I mean, my, it was like my livelihood was like working with this group of girls. So I also was like in a one sided feud with Sheena Shea. Oh, and, me too. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, just... I, I feel like if you haven't been in a one sided, one sided feud with Sheena Shea, you really aren't close with anyone from Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> but, um, but so, but him and Sheena were kind of like on the outskirts when I met them. I mean, it was so bad. Like he was brought in because I met them doing touch ups for NBC Universal for the Bravo after dish or the daily dish or yeah. something where they do the, oh, the after show. So they would put them in little groups and like interview them about stuff like, and it was, you know, digital content, whatever. So I was doing touch-ups for them. And then the big deal was James had to come in completely alone. And he was like, but it was so, and this is when I knew it was like, this show's kind of fucked up a little bit, like the producers and stuff. Cause like they were telling James like, oh no, no one else is here today. Like, it's just you. Even though the entire cast had been there and filmed in like, all right, all right, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he, I mean, he really put me off just like from the in- initial time I met him. He was like, yeah, I'm the star of this show. And and he's like, you should come to my show. And like, here, will you take some pictures of me? And like, he laid down on the cement and like had me take pictures of him. And I was just like, whoa, this is like too much. You know, like I always have like a low tolerance for like a lot of bullshit, but like uh, it's when it comes to the people, you know, men. And so I was just like, I don't have tolerance for him. And so, but then all the other stuff, you know, whatever the drama is, which I can't even remember right now. Because I'm well, I mean, it's, I mean it all, it's like, it it's is, on the show, whatever. We're desensitized. You're going to, yeah. I will say this. I think, I think he is my, I think we're friendly now. I think he helped out like, and with, during my cancer, I think he all, when all the cast came together to support me, I think he, well, he, no, he wasn't there, but I think he did support it. So in that way, I will say like, you know, not a bad word to say about him, but personally on like a friendship level, like, yeah, we're not close. Yeah. And, be, and when he, when, you know, I kind of went like all over Bravo, it was like Sheena and Raquel and Kristen were all hanging out. Cause like, 
because right after Raquel and him broke up and whatever and we were all there together that night so that was like you know Sheena having us drink her breast milk etc so I think Raquel lives in Sheena's place if I'm not mistaken or or in her one of her apartments or something like or did or did yeah Um, I mean I don't know which one like how many houses does Sheena have it was the weirdest who experience. knew Sheena was going to be the? I mean, put that bitch on selling Sunset. Let her sell somehow. She can do. You know what? I, has- I want to normalize that too. Of like, let's let's trade people like the NBA draft. Let's like, you know, like let's let's adapt Sheena into to selling Sunset and get Chriselle over to Vanderpump. You know, like let's create mm-hmm. a big reality show universe. Um, but uh, my my, did you have a heart to heart with Raquel saying, "Oh, I like you," you know, because I, I I got to hang out with her a little bit at Coachella. And, you know, she always just cracks me up because she's just really just sweet and unassuming and doesn't seem like she has like a bad thing to, you know, just like it was just kind of what she seems to be, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was pretty drunk, you know, because <laughs> it was at Lala's baby's birthday party. So, like, obviously, I was pretty blacked out. But you know, well, yeah, it's a baby's birthday. You got to well, be blacked she was out. One, so you have yeah, to celebrate. Yeah. So, but I remember having a heart to heart, like standing at the pool and the sun was hitting us, and I was just like standing there, like Raquel, like you know what, like sorry for laughing at you in your face when you came into the reunion looking like a loofah at the makeup room. <laughs> like, I'm really sorry about that. You know, but it was, it's her own thing. She pulled a charade on, she pulled a she by charade on me and like the glam team. And the fact that the cameras didn't catch this, it was so funny. But, but she came into that. You remember the loofah dress from a few yeah. years back, like the last in person reunion yeah. before everyone got fired? Um, oh, good Lord. So she shows up and we didn't know. And the producers knew. So they had her get changed when all the cast was out filming before they brought her out. And she comes in. So she's in sweat. So we're not expecting anything. So we're, you know, they're doing her glam or whatever. I wouldn't do her glam. I was so mean. I said, no, I said I was too busy. And I just <laughs> sat there. Um, but, you know, yeah, I was loyal to my girls. And I had yeah. a very busy morning with Katie and Brittany and Kristen and Stassi and uh, Ariana and all of them, you know, so whatever. So I was being a little, di- di- a little dick bitch, whatever you want to call it. And um, anyway, so she comes in and then I was like, oh my God, that's quite a dress. And she was like, it's designed by the same designer who does Cardi B and JLo. And I was like, okay you know like all right it was very much like joggers you know and I was just like wow okay um cool so anyway so we had a little moment where I was just like but she is just so sweet and I just can't yeah, you know she, sometimes it, it's it's sad to think that she was with James for so long because he's you know so mean and she's just so sweet just yeah. genuinely so sweet yeah that's and, what I'm you know you, I can always I have a like you like a high tolerance for people that are like fake you know like a, a low tolerance for yeah same. even really I can read it real quickly and it and I just like to stay away from that energy as much as possible. But she just comes off as just kind of, I mean, not the Bambi eyed bitch that Lala said, but kind of like Bambi, just kind of innocent, kind of like she's very innocent. She's very, I don't, I don't want to say simple because I, I mean, I would well, never deep, but like, but what she talks to you about is very, it's very appropriate for like the level of like, friendship that I you know like I feel like she would like if you if a fan meets her I feel like it's probably the most pleasant experience but I yeah. will say this people always say that Chriselle is like robotic fake nice like they're like because of the show yeah. Yeah. and Chriselle is truly one of the kindest people and when you meet her in person I think that's why she reposts a lot of times when fans meet her and they're like oh my god I'm so blown away by how kind Chriselle is is I think because people assume that it is put on for the show so she looks so they're like it's like a yeah double, like it's, it's, like, you, well, it's like so weird it's like she actually is nice 
So then when she is nice on the show, she has to try harder to show that she is nice, which in turn makes her look like she's faking it, which is then, then it goes <laughs> to the Adam DeVello filter of taking away her humanity. So I then she it. just looks like a fake no. bitch, but she's actually really sweet. Dude, like, that, I love that. How deep like that is like the, cause she does like, to me, it's like, wow, she's really like trained to be like, and it comes off kind of fake, but you're right. And I also like to think uh, when I really, uh, try to think about it. I'm like, man, I have good days and bad days. Thank God I'm not any sort of celebrity because it's like, I, I can imagine that like, oh yeah, you, you were a dick and you didn't even mean it in that one instance. And then the yeah. next day you were super nice. And it's like, I can't imagine what that's like to have people then. Cause I do that too. Of like, I remember celebrities like Whoopi Goldberg was the biggest asshole to me that I've ever met in my life as a 13 year old, like the biggest asshole. And I'm like, well, yeah, but everybody loves Whoopi Goldberg. It can't be that she's just a complete dick all the time. Like that just must have been a bad day for Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Um, Okay, but why can't we all be friends on Vanderpump? Why can't everybody I mean, come I, together? I think it's why? so far gone past that. I think that really, I think, I think the ship has just sailed. I mean, first of all, you have to look at the dichotomy of where everyone is at now. Like, like, and, and then you have to think like, what do people want out of that show? Like, because Stasi was being positioned as kind of like the leading yeah. voice of going to be the new like kind of the Lisa the LVP of Valley Valley Rules or whatever, and <laughs> you know they were setting her up to be the kind of yeah. the narrator, and they were feeding her the lines and all that stuff to make her sound really clever and stuff in the lot in that or in her last season and everything, and so I it's like do I know there's a an audience that doesn't want that you know so. And also, I don't know if Stassi wants, would want to come back. And, and I know Stassi views herself in a, you know, like maybe she doesn't view herself as, you know, she's, she's a book person now, you know, like there's a million different things. So I don't know what, like, I don't know the, the underlying, like, I can only imagine, like I worked in a restaurant in LA for six years or four, five years. Yeah. And the bonds I formed, I mean, these people will be at my wedding. They will be at my funeral. <laughs> they they are some of my best friends. So I understand that level of like the connection you make with these people that are like your friends that you are in the trenches with when you're trying to make it in LA. But I also know for like the three or four that I'm super close with still, out of those four, two of them I only talk to, you know, regularly. And out of those two, only one I see regularly. So it's kind of like if you put it in perspective yeah. of like real life when you're not filming, it kind of makes sense that they're, you know, that they would grow up and the whole yeah, point was like- no, Jared, you're, you're complete. I, I, I understand from a logical point of view, exactly. But it's like Britney Spears. It's like time and place. We remember those early seasons of Vanderpump and they really helped us in all of these. Like, it, <laughs> no, it made us fall in love with reality shows. So you want them way. to put it aside and get, get the band back together for, uh, for our you sake? Know, not even that. I think it's just, there's something about- and. Uh, the one that just gets me personally, and it's not even the girls, it's the Jack Sandoval thing. That's mm. the one that kills me. That's the only, like, I mean, all the girl stuff, I'm like, okay, but I've also seen every, like, I saw when everybody was against Lala and they all came back. Yeah, the girls will come back around with Lala. The girls will come back around always. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, like, like Lala suck it out. Now she's like BFFs with all those people, which, which, by the way, are you allowed to say what you thought about Schwartz and Katie's uh, um, uh, divorce? Yeah. Well, I mean, like in what? Well, I mean, <laughs> like, were, were, were you shocked? Were you, uh, was it, a, are you hopeful and happy for both of them? Um, you know, like what, what were your opinion on that whole thing? You know, I found out at Kristen's birthday party, kind of, I'm kind of a, a, oblivious to certain things, but it was, so I was a little bit 
shocked in a way I feel like maybe how like fans were shocked in a way where they're like I'm shocked that it's happening but like I'm not surprised yeah and I think because so I found out in Kristen's you know uh, maybe a month before they announced Dodie's right yeah yeah her birthday party and they had come separately and I was like okay well they you know sometimes she's Katie has like girl we, we you know we they, yeah that's how we are kind of like sometimes like I'll go over to Britney's and we'll get ready with the girls and like you know the guys will meet us later like it's just like we do you know like we'll get glam and whatever so I was just like whatever maybe and I just didn't click with me but I think overall like after seeing them at all these one-year-old birthday parties and getting to talk <laughs> to them they're obviously very I always get this word fucked up amicable but um I would say it's probably for the best I mean I think yeah. everyone can agree that Katie's like feeling her fantasy and like looking dude, her best and like dude, that's what, dude, I, I, said this on, I said this on the podcast on Monday I said Katie's looking good like yeah. I mean like the best I've seen Katie look in a I mean like I was like damn like I, I really I had a whole joke on Monday where I was like I mean I think I'm attracted to Katie Maloney. Like I, I was like, <laughs> no, I mean, not, and I, I was just like, she looks amazing. Like she yeah. really looks, it's like that post breakup glow. And I hope she's a truly as happy as she looks. And I think I, so. And I'm not as close with her as I am with, you know, like Ariana yeah, yeah. or Brittany. So I, it's not like I text her to be like, how you doing? It's not like that. It's just, I see her at places and then I'll, catch up with her there. I mean, she came to my birthday party and we sat and we talked, obviously not the time to talk about like that, but she seemed very happy and, you know, joyful. And then I had the chance to sit with uh, Schwartz after Cruz went to bed for his birthday party. And we kind of like, you know, it died down and got to hang out and chit chat with everyone without, you know, the kids running around and stuff and chatting with Schwartz. He seems, you know, I mean, life happens and life is hard. And I think, you know, it, this is just personal. Like, I don't even know. This could not be, this might not be fact. It seems to maybe that it feels like maybe it was more Katie's decision. Possibly. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And I think, I think that's gone on. Re- that's is that record? On okay. Record. I'm not yeah, sure. So, yeah. so it's, you know, it's, I feel more sadness from him, but also like there's a lot going on in his life and a lot of good going on in his life. So I think he's, you know, maybe in a different place where, where Katie is. And again, Instagram, you know, is a, as a female driven engagement place. Yeah. So it's like a place for a, a newly single woman to show off her outfits. It might not be the same feel the same way for Tom to go on and, and flex on there, you know? So I also had this theory, Jared, though I had this theory and this is not, this is just me and my own little stupid mind. Let's hear it. Is that sometime I was like, almost, I was like, I felt like Schwartz almost sometimes made himself as not bad as he possibly could get, but like, kind of just like almost forcing Katie to do something about it sometimes. Like I almost I felt see, like, like, you know, I, guys do that sometimes of like, totally. they don't want to make the tough decision. So they will do everything in their power to become a, not a, like just not a great person because that other person would be crazy then to want to be with that person. So they have to make the decision, you know? And I think it's safe to say, even in his relationships that we've seen on the show with like Sandoval and stuff, like he is, he's okay with being second fiddle to someone and he's okay with being told what to do Dude, yes. to an extent. So, you know, and, and I just think that. <laughs> I, I read something, I mean, this is like so serious for something about a divorce. I mean, but they are my friends too. So it's not Dude, just I've like been a divorce. divorce. I've been through TV. divorce. That's why I, oh, I you have. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. So, so, but, but something says like, we, we view everything in America as like, forever like or not just america but like in our moderns it's like you have to have the job until you retire you have to be married yeah, until yeah, you yeah, yeah. yes and yes, it's yes. like it's not a failure because it ends like it could also just be like they've grown on and moved on and i saw something really mean because oh i'm i just found out about reddit this is so embarrassing i just found out what reddit was like recently oh they are God. so mean by the Bye. way 
Goodbye. Yeah. They are Dude, so that's, mean. I said to Jared, this week I said, I said, I because I'm not on Reddit and I pray because people will send me things sometimes where I'm mentioned or something. And I'm like, don't send this, this to me. And also like, cause you know, like my, I live in fear of being shit talked on Reddit. And that's, I mean, I just couldn't even imagine because I read some other people's will send me posts about like Vanderpump or they, I'm just like, they had a thing. They put me on the list of, of like who was the most desperate hanger on or they put me, Heather McDonald, fair enough. Not Seema, <laughs> not fat, which has not, I mean, not Seema, not fat's not even like, she's a podcaster who interviews them. Like she doesn't even, she lives in New York. And then it was me and Janet. I'm like, excuse me. Where are the Guzbins? Where is, uh, you know, all of Sheena Shea's podcast co-hosts? Like, I am not the most desperate. I was getting paid, you know? And then I became real <laughs> friends with them. So, like, yeah. please. Although, well, I, mean, I, love thing Although I say that, and then I have my own account. I do the one un- unthinkable thing on Reddit, and everyone's, like, so mad at me. It's like, I have an account that's my name with my picture on it. So I'll comment and be like, thank you so much. Like, thank you for the interview. <laughs> and then that shuts it down because they won't talk about me now because, like, they don't want to give me, you know, because they know yeah. I like it. So, well, I mean... That's, that was the one thing though. I like, I was really tickled to hang out with that whole crew at Coachella this year. Like, and like, but also I was not tickled enough where like, I was jumping out of pictures. I didn't want to be a part of their pictures. I didn't want to be, cause I was like, I don't want to like, I'm also like, I'm not as fabulous as them. So I was like, I don't want to be judged of like, who's, who's that guy, Randy right next to them? Like, who's that, <laughs> who, who's the homely kid? Like, who, you know, like I was like, oh my God, the pressure to be, but I got to tell you, like, they're, they're just fun to hang out with. They really are. And it's like, you know, watching an episode of Vanderpump Rules, but it's like VR, your virtual reality things. And I know you're actually real girlfriends friends that you wouldn't even probably enjoy the show anymore because you know them so well. Well, and it's, I think part of the reason I'm friends and people always get like, it's kind of like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, like, oh, you're so cool. But I like was obsessed with Bravo, but I really, when I moved to LA, like I was a poor waiter who couldn't afford cable and it was pre-stream. I mean, we had Netflix and stuff, but it wasn't like we had next day on Peacock and all this stuff. So like, I missed Vanderpump Rules entirely. Didn't you watch it all? Like, didn't you binge it over at one of their houses or something like, or like on demand cable, I think? Did Did I? Yeah, didn't you? Bin- I, I thought I remember a story last time you were on where you like. I binged it over watch- the pandemic. That and then, was like, okay. That Ariana was, yeah. and stuff would come over and yes. she'd be like, What are you watching? And I'd be yeah, like, that, Oh, yeah. I'm literally. Or I would start texting them and be like, Oh my God, did this really happen? Or is this a story? Like, was this made up? And, you know, I'd of course like the pasta thing. And I was like, You guys, is this why they say it's about cocaine? Because like now I get it. And they're like, Yeah, it's so stupid. It's like they really like people think it's like a code word for cocaine. And they're like, No, we were really fighting over like, this and I'm like, this is mind blowing. You guys, like, you guys are so like crazy. Like, we were really fighting over this pasta, but we were also on cocaine. I'm joking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, as we start, I like, didn't wait, say that. Wait, 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 wait. This is real, and you probably can't confirm or deny. But do Brittany and Jax have a new show? I did read that. Oh, um, gosh. I mean, ah. I feel like I would know. I feel like I would know too, wouldn't I? I think you would, but you, you, you're not saying no. So I get maybe. Okay, so that's a maybe. Um, okay. And then as we start, you're just too, God, see this, we got to do a show together constantly because this is, you're too good to talk to, fun to talk to. You're also on uh, Taylor Strecker's. Too much. No, it's good. You're on Taylor Strecker's show a lot too, right? Yeah, I co-host, uh, uh, well, right now I'm a fill-in co-host, but I'm really championing myself to be a semi-permanent, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> semi. <laughs> um, lastly, I don't know if you can do this in like a couple of minutes, but I can. you talked about being a waiter who's uh who you had this funny thing of like who tips who doesn't 
Um, oh my God. Okay. I'm going to spill some tea for you. Somebody so, rolled a hundred dollar bill that already <laughs> had some Coke on it. Right. And tipped that to you. Bonjour, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's my clue to that blind item. That's my oh, hint. Fr- uh, bonjour. So that's French, French. I'm not getting this. Damn it. Here, I, I'm not good at guessing games. Okay. Well, that's fine. She's also a hotel heiress. Um, anyway, oh. so the thing is, is <laughs> yes, the high-end restaurant scene is insane. And I cannot speak to how I know this knowledge at all for fear of being set with a suit of, you know, like some ridiculous amount. This is a fictional podcast. Everything we say on this show is fictional. <laughs> yes. But um, I will say, yeah, I, I, it's just fascinating to find out, if you will, that, um, you know, for instance, the Jenners have never learned how to tip properly, allegedly. And so when they come into high-end places, they're so used to the promoter providing stuff that they get this huge amount of service. But because of the thing, so there's like this harsh line between like the Jenners, like Kylie and Kendall coming in versus like say Chloe or Courtney. Kim would never go to the place that I'm talking about. Um, So, so, but there's like this, there's this like deviate whatever it is called like this separation and kylie jenner is literally will be so cheap that if um she'll come in and like the promoter's not there or she can't get a hold of someone or if someone like mentions a price or like says something like and she'll bring like the thing she will have them return the tequila she always gets tequila for like a like a cheaper bottle of like don julio like i am not (laughs) joking it and i know that's like not like a big like that's not tea but it's just like wild to me it's just fascinating well it is it's fascinating and then the same thing with kendall jenner they say she will not order directly okay she orders through someone paris hilton is apparently an icon and will tip with hundred dollar bills for anything including she forgot to take her shot on the table and she was with a bunch of young young influencery types um like like really like D-listy types. Like I could not believe like, like Stassi baby's friends, like, you know, Stassi baby, like she was hanging out with them, but she got a little too fucked up and her shot got warm. Her her vodka shot. She only drinks vodka. Um, And, you know, she slipped a hundred dollar bill that maybe have already, maybe has already been described in this podcast to, to someone, maybe me, maybe not to get her a cold shot and said, I'm sorry for fucking up your life. But uh, you know, with her sunglasses on, I'm sorry for fucking up your life. My shot's hot. Can you give me another one? And just hands a hundred dollar bill. Of course, that's just a free tip. You know, I mean, that's just a hundred dollars bill. And I know for a fact, she also went to another party that, um, that I attended. And so I can speak freely about this and that she, the, the bartender, cause I was right behind her at the bar, the bartender who was like a, you know, he was a, a cater waiter. He it was sponsored by a tequila company. They only had tequila drinks. She only drinks vodka. And she was like, fuck. And she was super pissed. And she had a camera guy going around actually with one of those lights that I was talking about filming her and stuff. And he says, I do have vodka for my last gig in the thing. She gave the guy 500 bucks to go get her uh, one drink mixed from the from trunk vodka and i'm sure it wasn't belvedere or tito's uh, i'm sure it was like trunk vodka whatever he shook it up into a drink and got a 500 on top of working that paris Hilton is such an icon to me that i could go on <laughs> just about her experiences but anyways drake is a monster he'll close off a, a, a section of a restaurant rope it off where you can see him and sit there with three people it's so embarrassing but not as embarrassing as his dad who's out in his zoot suits every night trying to get pussy at craig's at <laughs> catch you name it he's there it's so cringy it's so embarrassing 
Oh um, my god. That's all I got. That, yeah, okay. You, wait. Okay. So you got to get the podcast back. When is the podcast coming back? It's coming back June. I'm I'm okay. getting my co-host aligned. I you know it's a, it's a lot of work doing it solo as you know. So I'm just finding the perfect cohort to do it. Well, let me let me come on your pod when you find your co-host or whatever or if you even you need a fill in. I want to come on your show. Oh, for sure you are going to be on it. I'm going to make up some celebrity tea. I'll be, I'll be like, you know who gave me heroin? I'll no, no. My Tom Hanks. My... <laughs> Uh, no one, no one talks enough about Tom Hanks. I tell you that. <laughs> no, we're my podcast is actually not going to be so focused on pop culture, so it answers the little questions, you know. And um, so it'll be interesting to talk about that, especially with a straight guy who's obsessed with Bravo. Uh, not a barely straight, yeah. Geez, stop, stop. Hey, don't stop say ba- don't say that to me. <laughs> don't ruin my reputation out there, Jared. Please do not throw around that I'm straight. That okay, it's going to ruin. Um, well, if you just talk about last night, <laughs> you guys. You got to go follow Jared Lips if you do not already on Instagram. Um, wait, are you on TikTok? Because it feels like you, that would be I, Jared so Lips you. is my TikTok and I am about, uh, you know what? I'm seconds away from blowing it up on the app. feels like you would be so da- good at that. You know what? I'm, I, I truly am going to be on that TikTok. So you might want to be, what do they call it? You might, might want to be first over there. So head on over <laughs> to Jared Lips. Jared Lips. Um, and uh, you guys, we'll keep you posted on anything Jared is involved in, in my Instagram stories, even though I'm shadow banned until July 8th. 18th, but whatever, that's their loss. And, uh, but he is awesome. Thank you so much for spending so much time with us again today. Uh, you are welcome back any, anytime you are amazing. Uh, guys go follow Jared. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Betches.